It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor, while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. What I'm going to be talking about today is... It is in connection with sexuality, and it is in connection with love, but it's not in the way most people would typically approach the subject the way that I'm going to. I'm going to be speaking about the Josh Dugar thing, Ashley Madison, Jared Fogel, and what I'm going to be looking at is how is it and why is it that all of us when, and constantly in the media, what you don't see is people being trying to find a form of forgiveness or form of support for these people. And also, I think what we have to really look at is how and why they actually occurred. So I'm going to start with the Ashley Madison um, expose. First off, we have the group, the hacker group, who have come in and said, our moral values are such that if you don't take your site down, and for some reason, I listen, we're never really 100% sure what, what it is we're reading on the uh, internet, but if you do not take this site down and another site down, then we are going to release you know, massive amounts of your confidential data. Now, on the site and as it markets itself and brands itself, it says it is, you know, uh, completely discreet, whatever that means. Now, when you are, and then here's also, if you want to get a really good insight into exactly what the numbers are of who was on uh, Ashley Madison and what percentage were women, what percentage were men, the number of women on there who were actually real women, tiny, absolutely tiny, like a couple of thousand, represented, however, by bots and other people who created them saying that these were women, but to supposedly 5.5 million. The important thing that I'd like all of us to have a better, you know, let's get our tootsies on the ground and look at what is this website saying that it was a business opportunity and an entrepreneurial idea that I believe his name is Noel Biederman took because so many of the people who were on other dating websites were married or in relationships. And I 
know of a number of people who found out their partners were cheating as a result of someone saying, hey, by the way, I just lost so-and-so's profile on, you know, whatever XYZ website. The real thing I think we have to look at is the message that is being given that people want to have and are looking for an example, something where they can have access to different sexual stimuli. Now, if it is indeed, however many it said, 31 million men, when we look at the population of the U.S. and people who are married, that's like one in five. So that's 20% of the population who are curious, who are wanting to look at something, but wanting to do so in what they thought would be a very confidential way. One thing that I am well aware of as a certified sex educator, people do want to be loved, and they do want to have someone who finds them very appealing. What I also know is that many times people will go into relationships and they're there with kind of like a pink elephant that they don't talk about. Like, I've chosen to be in this relationship because I wanted to be married, when all actuality they just wanted to have children. That, that goes both ways, women and men. Yet, if you are there genuinely for your marriage, the majority of times people will work to try and make something, you know, to try and put an effort into it. Now, do we look at, and, and I have to tell you, I do think that Ashley Madison and other things right now are really telling us that there's going to be a big shift and change soon on how people are looking at the length of marriages. I mean, I know people have said, oh, yeah, well, it's a start of marriage, so you get married and then you don't have children. Well, I don't think anyone entering into a marriage thinks that they're going to have a starter marriage. They're getting married. And yet what also people don't have in many times and many places, a really good role model for, yeah, there's going to be some tough stuff. There's going to be some things that you may think, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. I use this example of a gentleman who uh, he'd been married, I think, 50 years or 60 years. I mean, they were celebrating the length of time they'd been married. And they said, so how is it that you maintain this? And his comment was, when I think that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, I stop watering my lawn. I thought, oh, my God, Perfect. That is so perfect because what that really boils down to is the art of attention. And whether or not you're talking about, you know, in this moment of now, Eckhart Tolle, or if you change the way you think about something, you're going to change what your reaction is with Wayne Dyer, and I'll talk about him later, um, given that he died on Saturday evening. But what you are looking at is... When you put your attention on something, guess what? Things show up and people turn, animals, jobs, whatever. But what I'd also like people to look at is, you know, I don't follow the Bible per se, but I do look at who are all of these people to be jumping in and making these statements about people who this is their, you know, they've chosen to go on to Ashley Madison and... But did they actually 
do anything. Here's where, it, okay, here's the article I'm going to tell you about. It's on gizmodo.com, and that's G-I-Z-M-O-D-O.com. The woman who wrote it is Anna Lee Newitz, N-E-W-I-T-Z. Now, what she did is she went through the actual data. So this is a nerd who knows how to look at data, who knows how to look at how are people responding, what's happening in the chat room, how many people are looking at their emails. And that is when you start seeing that the number of women who actually checked their mail was like 2,000. For the men, it was like 10 million. The number of women who were part of the chat rooms was around 2,000. The number of men, 10 million. And what men also said who were willing to come forward is that nothing ever happened. They never really met anyone. So what Newitz looked at is what are the return email addresses. And a lot of them were ashleymadison.com. Or they were a code that told her that that was coming from. So they were created by people at Ashley Madison. So the 5.5 million number shrinks rather dramatically when you realize these are fabricated women. They're not even real. So the people who are responding, goodness only knows who they are. But I remember when Ashley Madison first came on. And Biederman was being interviewed, and there was a gentleman who was being told, well, you know, it's one, you know, there's one woman for 250 men. <laughs> the guy's comment was, that's good enough odds for me. Now, most people, if they are looking to maintain financial security, they don't want to go through a divorce. And what will often happen is a partner will get tacit approval from their partner for swinging or for um, opening the relationship, and yet it may or may not be what really builds a, a, a broader or more solid foundation for the relationship. I know a woman who is a pro-dom, meaning she's a professional dominatrix, and she is someone who has a very open uh, attitude about what she enjoys sexually, you know, as long as it's, you know, consulting an adult. And she has spoken of being with women who the boyfriend or the husband is watching and in all action, and the girl, the woman, is crying. And my friend said, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? That this so, it, it's hurting your soul, it's Physically, I mean, that's why rape for many, it's not only is it a physical violation, it's an emotional and psychic violation. And she said, why are you doing this? And the women often have said, well, because he wants to do it and I want to keep him. And in that case, I, I would have to say it's time to do a little soul searching. But just to go back here, on the people who are on Ashley Madison, they've made a choice. I'm not there to judge why they're doing it. They're big enough. They're adults. They can make their choice. But I see that for a lot of people, they're in relationships where they're not having the type of intimacy or the type of sex they'd like to have or they might like to experiment with. And when you are, when you have something that has been established between the two of you, 
there has to be better communication about what you'd like to try. Do you want to watch something? Do you want to see something? Do you want to go and be an observer at something? Really, the most important thing when I look at the Ashley Madison and things that people want, if they had those conversations with their partner, we might be having more solid, stronger, more reinforced relationships. We're coming up to my first break, and then when I come back, we'll be talking more about Ashley Madison, the Dugar stuff. Oh, my goodness me. It just becomes even more complicated by the, te- by the moment. Be right back after these tunes. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge. This is the TogiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. I'm back, everyone. So before I went on the break for for my first break, one of the things that I said, you know, we're talking about Ashley Madison, but the real thing I want this show to be about is rather than standing in judgment about these people, why don't we look at things with the attitude of discernment? And with discernment, it then means we are looking at what is creating this, and in a way we are looking for, is there some good, is there some gold that can come out of this? Now, let's be honest, we don't have to like what certain behaviors are. Truly, that's not, our job is not to necessarily like everything. There is the attitude of, we are all one, we are all from one spirit, we are all created from love, and if we were to say God doesn't make mistakes, well then spirit doesn't make mistakes. So what are we to learn, and what's the gold from these things? What can we find out? So 
when I look at the, so we have priests who are supposedly on Ashley Madison. Let us look at the fact that the Catholic Church, to a certain extent, has in essence slit its own throat by wanting to hold all of the Vatican, hold all of its own property, and priests were not allowed to marry because then they would have children and progeny, which what we all know is marriage is a contract that basically puts together the legal transfer of assets. But the Catholic Church has shot itself in the foot by not allowing and not creating an ability to grow with what the real world is now. So we're all born of sexuality. We are sexual beings. That's who we are. And priests are also sexual beings who have been told they're not supposed to be. You're supposed to take a vow of abstinence. In the Russian Orthodoxy, if you are married before you become a priest, you are able to, you know, you are able to, you know, have children remain in a marriage. If you do take your vows prior or outside of marriage, then you do take a vow of chastity. But what I want people to look at is, please, we have to be kinder to people when they do things that are outside of the norm of what our we are so frickin' puritanical, and we're so puritanical based on the fact that, oh, well, I, you know, I can, I can have this attitude and I can judge them. Well, no, actually, because if you're judging them, you're keeping yourself separate and apart from who you are yourself. You're making an example of, I'm not that. Well, when I look at people going through, and Esther Perel speaks of this, when people are dealing with an infidelity, more people, it's like 20% of people are disturbed by divorce, but it's like 97% are disturbed by infidelity. And yet, one of the things that we are is we are curious, we want to be around other people, and we want to experience new things. I feel that the gold in the Ashley Madison thing is that it's going to tell people we need better and more effective education and awareness so people can talk about what they want to talk about in an honest and educated way about their sexuality, about their appetites. Fortunately, we have a younger generation. I'm going to use uh, Lily Rose Depp as an example, where she came out in the last week, I was bleeding last week, as being sexually fluid in an Instagram with her fans. What I like about that is the awareness of she is saying, look, I'm not 100% heterosexual. So she is who, and, and she also has her peer support to go through this. People such as Josh Dugar did not have any education or awareness of what to do or not to do within his very strict upbringing. And we have a young man who going back to 2002, 2003, if you go back and look at the history, there should have been something done at that point rather than putting him into a, I mean, look, Jim Bob or Bob Jim or whatever your name is, Dugar, and Michelle Dugar, you are parents and one of your jobs as parents is to make sure that you educate your children on 
the right way, what your value system is, you feel that boundaries are put in place about your body. That was never discussed. Now it comes out that he actually never even got charged with something. Josh Dugar never got charged with anything. But another thing I was reading earlier is that the report from that time has been destroyed by the Sheriff's Department. Hello? And then what it also turns out is that the one of the, was it the sheriff or the detective, one of the law enforcement officers who basically said, okay, well, we're done with this, we don't have to do anything more, is now in jail for child pornography. Now, I'm sorry, but if you're seeing smoke somewhere, chances are there's an issue you need to deal with. And this issue, again, goes back to we need to be able to have a faith-based presentation about our human sexuality, our sexual health, our body health, all of that, so that it isn't an unknown area. And someone can say, look, these are, these are okay behaviors. These are not. And that was not done. I would like to say that, you know, the goal in this is that please, let's make sure that as parents, whether you have a fundamentalist background, whether you have a non-religious background, whatever it may be, that you tell your children and give them the education. Anyone knows that children are often very highly sexual, particularly when they're younger. Little boys might be like, oh my God, mommy, it's hard. What's going on here? What is this doing? When they have an erection, they're not aware of it. They're not aware what this is. They just know that their body had this shift and change. So do you have the conversation say, listen, honey, this is normal and natural, but if you want to do something, you know, if it feels good, then this is a private thing and you need to be in your room or you need to be in the bathroom. You don't do it in front of everybody else. And a friend of mine, um, a colleague by the name of Corey Silverberg, he probably was just on, no, he was, he was just on HuffPost today with Nancy Red, and his book is Sex is a Funny Word. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, Sex is a Funny Word. And what he did is he wrote this book for young children and their parents to be able to have these discussions. And one of the things that we know in the area of sexual, sexuality and sexual health is that things have to be done in an age-appropriate fashion. You don't just do a total information dump of, okay, here's a penis, here's a vagina, this goes in there, this goes in there. And there's times when parents will tell their kids something and the kids then <laughs> toodle off to school and say, yeah, well, my daddy's penis went into my mother's vagina and then that, then the egg and the sperm got together. And all the kids are doing is repeating what the parents just said, which is the truth. They didn't say anything that wasn't the truth or that wasn't medically accurate, yet people react in a way that, oh my God, you're not supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to know these terms. Well, they're normal scientific body terms. But what you also have to know is, listen, sometimes people are a little, you know, they want to hear this information from someone other than your, you know, your child. Or you may not want, someone else's child may not want to hear this. That's okay, too. But when I look at what is the gold out of all of this, 
what is the good stuff that can come from this? I think being a little more compassionate, I have to admit I went a little bit sideways when I read that all of a sudden Josh Dugar's wife is blaming herself for what was going on for his Ashley Madison account for all of these things. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No way. Do not take responsibility for someone else's behavior. Look at the gold. The gold is he has to be responsible. The gold is we need to be able to give people more accurate information at a young age and throughout the life cycle. Now they have him in what they were referring to as a faith-based rehab. And now he's claiming that he is, you know, porn addicted. Well, that's always fine and dandy because the moment you use the term addiction, then it's like, oh, I wasn't responsible for my behavior. Uh, looking at the gold here, yes, you are. Sorry, you are. And I am hoping that when it comes to faith-based rehab, that it isn't a standard form of what they would refer to as reparative therapy, meaning you can pray your way to being um, straight. This is what it's normally used for as someone who is gay and identifying as being gay, that you can pray your way to being gay and stop all of these. Or just Let me tell you something. The majority of people who have been trotted out as the poster children for reparative therapy, whether they are supposedly lesbian and then became straight or gay and became straight, either way, women or men, these people invariably have had just tremendous crash, burn, everything blew up where, no, they did not. Now, they may have married. They may have had children. And in many instances, they did. But eventually, who they are comes out. The one guy who was like constantly, he was, you know, the reparative therapy, you know, poster child, was being caught on a regular basis in gay watering hole and then claiming, oh, you know, it wasn't him. Uh, excuse me, the picture says it's you. So reparative therapy is not something that is going to help someone. What is going to help and often, that type of therapy is done by people who aren't therapists, and they're constantly, there's just a barrage of shaming and guilt. This is not about making people feel more shameful. He probably already feels incredibly, I mean, I have to, I have to call TLC on the carpet here. There is no way they didn't know that this was going on in Josh Dugar's life. There's no way they didn't know, because that is something that was, Oprah knew about it. Other people knew about it. People were being sent. The, the Dugar interview in 2000, I think it was 2006, got canceled because someone sent a uh, Justice Department report to them showing, hello, we know that this has been happening. So we're coming up to our next break. When we come back, I'm going to continue with let's look for the gold and let's look at what are more things of sex in the news? I'll be right back. This is sex. 
Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Military Network Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, bringing you dynamic interviews each week and fresh information of value to improve your outlook, actions, and encourage each member of your family. From service members, wounded warriors, veterans, military spouses, caregivers, parents, and children, everyone serves, and together we can make a difference. You can find our show at our website, www.militarynetworkradio.com and at toginetradio.com forward slash military network radio. Everyone serves and together we make a difference. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So, before the break we had, we were having a little discussion on how are we looking for the gold and how can we step outside of the judgment be discerning, but also do something that supports people who may have done something that they are not proud of or they are worried. The big thing with anything relative to the area of sexuality is that people get shamed and they get judged. So when I see that Miley Cyrus is Kristen Stewart, Lily Rose Depp, When they're making their statements of, look, this is who I am, and I'm interested, you know, Miley Cyrus, I'm pansexual. I am interested in who I'm interested in. I'm 22. I change my style every week, you know, every two weeks. The important thing about that is that they have the permission within their own world to do that, within their own peer groups. Now, if someone is and has a relationship, I mean, even with someone who is seeing someone occasionally via Tinder, do we call that a relationship? At what point do people now say, hey, you know what, there's certain, where's the goal on this? 
there's certain rights that occur after a certain point in a relationship, or for most people there are. Like I have the, I, it's an implied right that I have the right to say, hey, where are you going tonight? If the two of you are living together, right? One would think. And that's what I'm looking for is because we have such a gray area of people just automatically jumping on the bandwagon and saying, oh, this person did this and how dare they. Josh Dugar now not only is his brother-in-law was making a statement last week, and I have to tell you, I'm almost hand to my forehead going, what are they doing constantly calling all of these Dugar friends and relatives? Wake the frick up. Do you think you're going to get a different soundbite? I don't think so. The brother-in-law is like, I can't wait to get this, you know, this ass out of our family, something like that. Then they get the father-in-law of one of the sisters saying what he's doing is like taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm sorry, but my head just turned to the side with that going like, what? What does that have to do with it? How can you? That doesn't even make any sense. But what it is, is it's almost like everyone wants to have their two minutes of fame of this is my soundbite on national media. Really what we're looking at is a group of people who are not getting accurate information about something that if they did, they would, they would be able to have and make choices armed with information. I'm going to go back to Dr. Joycelyn Elders who said if we are not giving accurate sexual health information, sex education, to children, that is criminal on our part because it does not prepare them for the rest of their life. And I couldn't agree with her more. So when I look at Josh Dugar, when I look at, you know, so he has a Facebook page. Lots of people do. What the other thing is that imagine how torn up inside he must have been, given that he was a lobbyist for the Family Research Council, you don't get more right and bricked in than the Family Research Council. And yet, here's this other part of him where it's like eventually when things are happening with people, eventually everything comes out. Have you ever found that? <laughs> it can't help but. So in his case, the Ashley Madison, the, you know, the Facebook page, supposedly talking to strippers, well, it, going onto the Internet is one of the number one places where most people will go to get information or to have an experience. And when we look at the Ashley Madison thing, by the way, I was a little off on the numbers uh, the number of people who use the Ashley Madison uh, message system, that of the women who checked their Ashley Madison messages, it was 1,492. So maybe rounded up to 1,500. For the men, it was 20, 20 million. Okay? For the number of people who use the Ashley Madison chat system, it was 2,400 women and 11 million men. So what that tells you is that there's a lot of men on Ashley Madison meeting women who did not exist. This 5.5 million, I don't know how they came up with that number, aside from they must have gone to the pharma school of how to deal with statistics and just made the frickin' number up. But it's 
no one, I mean, some people were saying never saw anyone, had some chat, but do you know if you're chatting to a person who was at Ashley Madison or a real woman? I think I, the goals that I'd like to see on this are people who actually had a satisfying affair, as they may call it, through Ashley Madison. Wouldn't that be interesting? I think that would be really interesting to hear from people that this occurred for them. Now, what is Ashley Madison going to do now that everyone, what's going to happen with this business model? I don't know. If we're going to look at dating websites, if we're going to look at things, that whole genre has gotten so crowded now, whether, I mean, you can find just about a, a dating website for just about anything you want. Again, how do you know if these people are real? A friend of mine, his son is a very good looking, uh, he's at Columbia in New York, and they pay him to be a model on this particular dating website. Not that he's the one who's there, but they just want to have his picture there so that people, and he gets paid based on the number of hits he gets. So he has no intention of going on a date, but he is, you know, sort of, to a certain extent, it's really no different than catfishing. Really? Don't you think? So they've got these people pretending to be something, representing this, and all they're doing is garnering money for people who are paying to be on their website. I don't know. There's there's something just not okay about that that karma. So when I go and look at the Jared Fogel, I mean, he knew eventually everything was going to come out. He knew it with, you know, for the, the subway thing. And notice how everyone runs like mad, you know, from the ship, the moment that someone does something. All of us have done things we're not proud of, okay? All of us have things we really don't necessarily want people to know about. That's part of us being human, and being human sometimes means we make mistakes. And then we go on, we go like this, okay, I'm taking responsibility, and I'm moving on. But if we look at a dating website as the place to find somebody, you might find someone, but you are likely, if we talk about law of attraction, I know more people who have ended up meeting someone after they signed up for a dating website, and they didn't meet the person on the website. They met them somewhere else. But it was because they had the mindset of, this is where I want to be. I talk about this friend of mine. Actually, today is her birthday. And she said, I know how I want to feel, and I know when I'm with this person and when I'm not with this person. So that's something to take into consideration when you're looking for what you want. So it's not a... We talked about discernment, right? So we're not about judging people. You can if you want, but all you're going to do is bring more judgment on yourself. It's discerning and saying, I don't particularly like that behavior, but I send them, you know, with, with love and whatever it may be, and not love like, oh, I, you know, you make, it makes me happy when I turn and look at my kitty or my dog or, or my child or whatever. Love in the way that you are, a, you are based in love. That's the spirit and essence of what you came in with. So the non-judgment, the art of love, the art of forgiving people. So let's continue with what's happening now in the dating world website. Something new for this week is, or actually, you know, over the last little bit, eHarmony, 
which prides itself on its ability to, you know, use the metrics, use the, you know, search through the metrics so they can match you with the person who is, you know, so ideal for you. Now guess what eHarmony is doing because the dating world websites have gotten so crowded and so competitive. They are now working to do eHarmony for you with a job. Ah, interesting, huh? So that is something that I thought, wow. And actually, if you want to see it, there's a, an article. I, I just watched a short video of it. Logan Tittle, who does things for um, one of the evening show night things, was talking about this. And sure enough, there is you know, the eHarmony guy uh, looking to, you know, create a match for people in business with what they want. And, you know, in this day and age, people change jobs so quickly, and yet they also have such a varied amount of what their experience is. Many people are much better at writing out the thing for a business, what they want in a, in a business um, opportunity, than they do in a relationship opportunity. And to me, this is a brilliant move. What's his name? Warren? Neil Warren? Um, but this eHarmony thing, I bet you we're going to see a number of others. What, what, what do you want to bet? LinkedIn and others are going to jump on that bandwagon in a big way because they're also trying to collect as many metrics and as many uh, statistical things to match people up as well. So when we come back, we're coming up to our final break, I'm going to talk about how we create our own relationship with ourselves, and I'm going to use the work of a gentleman by the name of Wayne Dyer. And any of you, some of you may know, his work on looking at yourself personally is so powerful. And what a gentle, fabulous spirit he was. I happen to have watched uh, an Oprah, Super Soul Sunday, and he and Oprah were on Maui, and talking about what his world is like right now. And he said he's never, you know, his life has never been better. And, you know, when people die, they don't disappear. They just make a transition to another vibrational level. We think everyone, you know, all of a sudden turns into ashes and dust and disappears and never back again. Not true. When we come back, I'm going to talk about Wayne Dyer and creating your perfect relationship. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. 
For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So just before the break, I said that I would be talking about Wayne Dyer and how to create your ideal relationship. And one of the things, uh, my new website, uh, the loopadget.com website, I'm going to have a section in there called Lip Service with Lou Paget. And on that site, and I've just, I, anyone who has dealt with you know, making a site, you know that it can take longer, way longer than you ever expected. Well, that's the case for me, but it's going to be, when it's done, it's going to be amazing. Um, but let's go to creating the ideal relationship. Whether you're in a relationship or you're not, whether you are sexually fulfilled or not, whether you are trying to get out of something or not, the most important thing that you have to do, and this is, I mean, Dyer is one person who talks about it. Just about everyone has the same thing, same attitude. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now, to use an example, let's say you have had a huge just falling out with someone and it's been very emotionally disruptive for you and it's like, oh my gosh. Well, if you stay only looking at the negative nature of it or how it didn't make you feel good, you're going to just attract more of the same. If, on the other hand, you could shift yourself and change how you are looking at that, that's why I talked about before of looking for the gold, okay? So let's say you had this real huge fallout. Now how do you make yourself you know, everything blew up in front of you. You know, you had to declare bankruptcy. You had to do something like that. 
let's look at what's the gold for you. So you have this person who's gone, this has happened. Can you look at it as, okay, it's a fresh start, it's a new start, it's, it was going to happen eventually, or I am ready to completely shift my world. That's one way of looking at it. And keeping your judgment out of it. Be the observer. Look at the fact that, you know what? Chances are I factored very strongly into this decision or into what actually is happening in my life. Let's say you want to have more conversations with your partner about sex. So how you treat someone is how they are going to treat you. It's another thing that Bayer talks about, that what you do, you know, is that how people treat you is their karma. How you react is yours. So you have the ability to be in charge of how you respond. And that is 100% your decision. So you find out that your partner has an account on Ashley Madison. So what does that tell you? Okay, then you look at, wow, does that mean instead of going to, oh, my God, I'm not attractive, they don't like me, they um, are ready to divorce me, or whatever it may be that your brain comes up with, and guess what? Your handy-dandy little ego, the first thing it's going to do, bam, it's going to go straight for what's negative. It's not going to look for what the two of you can look at in this discussion. So instead of that, you look at, okay, what are the things we haven't spoken about? When you are, and when I um, have listened to the, the work that Esther Perel does, she makes the point of saying that when people, when she's spoken to people, you know, 10, 15 years after an affair and they stay together, there's really three categories. One is the person who they're still the walking wounded, which means they constantly have the negative information and, you know, they are, you know, someone is always, you know, the victim and someone is, you know, the perpetrator of the crime. There's a good share of bad, you know, good cop, bad cop, or, you know, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. It's like the person who's the victim and the person who is the perpetrator. Let's call it that. Then there's the other type where they're the people who they never talk about it, but it's an elephant in the middle of the room, and the moment that someone is five minutes late coming home, the person is like convinced this is happening again. So it never, that level of stress about it never really drops. So chances are their adrenals are shot and they're feeling really crappy and they just don't feel good about themselves. Then finally, there's the group of people who, these are people who stayed together. They go, you know what, part of this was my responsibility and we haven't had the conversation about things that we probably should have. And I probably shouldn't have done blah, blah, blah behavior. But the other thing that these people look at is they looked at their relationship had something that they wanted to maintain. Their relationship had something that, and they didn't have to have it splashed all over the internet the way, you know, other people do when, you know, a celebrity is caught or something else happens because they are, and they're able to heal their relationship a little more privately. So the one thing that when I go to Dyer, he is such he was calm, he's a motivational, he will give you tools that can basically shift and change so many things 
about how, and he uses the science. He was always looking for the, was the quantum energetics on something. The Super Soul Sunday that I watched with himself and Oprah was lovely. And when, if you go onto Facebook and you see the thing and it says that he has, you know, made his transition and that he will, um, it said he left in his, I think it's that he left in his sleep. But I'll just, I'll just read it for you. And what it actually, what he actually um, talked about, it says, I didn't just sleep. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Here we go. Read more. La, la, la. Okay. Um, do, do, do. I'm trying to find it here for you. It'll get, it'll get here. Um, they talked about that he had left in his sleep, that he has left his body passing away through the night. He always said he couldn't wait for the next adventure to begin, and he had no fear of dying. He also said that same thing on the Super Soul Sunday. And then he said that they said, our hearts are broken, but we smile to think of how much our scurvy elephant will enjoy the other side. We love you forever, Dad, Wayne, the Dyer family. Now, the scurvy elephant, where that comes from, what he was, and I don't know, you know, this is a, a young man who uh, was in foster care, you know, he, he was born in 1940. I think there were three brothers or four. I think there were four sons or something. And he was in a, a school, and the teacher had made some comment about him. And he wasn't the world's best student. The majority of us are not because we don't. A lot of the stuff that schools now are doing or have always done is so completely boring that the only people who get rewarded are those who memorize exceptionally well. So, anyways, this teacher said that he heard the teacher say that he was a scurvy elephant. And he went home and said to his foster mother, I don't know what does this mean. So the foster mother called up the school and said, what do you mean he's a scurvy elephant? And what the teacher actually had said is that Wayne Dyer was a disturbing element, not a scurvy elephant. But what the scurvy elephant meant is that he didn't do things according to code. So that then became like this badge of honor that you're not following and doing and marching exactly like, you know, robotically the way you're supposed to. And have we noticed how many young boys end up being diagnosed with ADHD so that the school teachers can keep them under control? And you know who's diagnosing these kids? The teachers, that's not okay. Anyways, let's go back to it. You're wanting to create your ideal relationship. Why don't you consider going on to eHarmony and writing out all of the things that you'd really want, okay? And then look at them from a truly omniscient standpoint. And do I want to feel good? Do I want to have this type of sex life? Do I, do I really want to have sex, you know? Um, as often as I think. I remember doing a show, and at the time, uh, they were doing, people had to have sex every day for one week. That was all. And by the time I came back at the end of the next week, the one guy who was, like, so gung-ho about it, uh, Danny Bonaducci, actually, he said, oh, my God, he said, I, you know, I have two jobs, and then I come home, and then I've got these kids. And he said, I was like, oh, man, I do not want to have sex every single day, even though, I was like the strongest proponent of it. So the, the reality of any 
relationship or any sexual relationship or anything that you're doing is you have to be really clear with yourself. You have to be clear about what you're, what you want to, you know, what you are wishing for. And always remember, you have to wish for something that's of a positive nature. Do not try and do force against force. Let's say you're mad at someone and they did something, oh, I'm going to get back at them. Ooh, you are setting yourself up for a not-win situation. The win-win is when you take your hands off the wheel and say, whether you call them guides, angels, whomever, and ask them to help you. Ask spirit. Ask something to help you. We think that, you know, for some reason we get told we're kind of like isolating these bodies. No, we're not. So what I ask people to do is look for what are the things that are important for you. They don't have to be important for someone else. They have to be important for you. Do you need to have someone who has a a faith in things that you do? Do, you know, Dyer says, see the light in others and treat them as if that is all you see. Have you ever done that thing where you look at people and you make, I do it in airports, it's really fun. Walk down the concourse and just smile at people and nod. It's all their office are like this, whoa, what's that? But they will smile. So for all of you, please practice the law of forgiveness. Practice the art of non-judgment and practice the art of love and practice the art of loving yourself because that is where it all starts and then you can give to other people. Yes, you can love your children, but you've got to love you first because then they learn about loving themselves first as well. Thank you for being with me and if you need to get a hold of me, I am at office at Lou Padgett. And until next time, enjoy yourself and have a lovely rest of the day. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 